Hey girl, hey! Today's episode is full of noise, full of background sounds. It's It was something I needed to just get off my chest. And, you know, it's one of these completely naked episodes. Um, it is a little edited, but not much, so it's just raw. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Expectations. Expectations for me have only led to the biggest letdowns, the biggest disappointments. And mainly because I've put those expectations on myself. So anyways, I hope you have some time to just listen along and, you know, maybe we're in the same boat. Maybe you felt this way before. So... You know, grab your favorite beverage, coffee, glass of wine, you know, and just just hang out with me for a bit. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Have you ever had a knockdown, drag out fight with the person who you spend the most time with? The person that is probably your best friend or your confidant. For me, it's my husband. I mean, truly, he is my best friend, and he's my best friend because he has no, he has no choice. I don't have a choice either. Um, we spend the most time together. Well, no, he spends more time away at work <laughs> than he does with me, but my time, I spend the most here at the house, which everybody knows because I'm working from home, right? But, you know, recently, um, I had another, another blow-up why might you ask because of that same thing because of cleaning and expectations so we're gonna go into expectations in a minute expectations have been a problem for me all my life and recently you know with covid everything was shut down life shifted right and And then I started working from home and things changed. And then the kids went back to school. Things changed again. Um, You know, things things are always changing. But what do I I mean by expectations and this blow-up? What do they both have to do with each other? Well, my last blow-up, as you all know, I have this thing about cleaning up. My expectations for how I want my house to be cleaned up, to be taken care of, are, you know, are certain, is a certain, a certain way. And my husband and I have been together for a million years, at least it feels like it. No, we've been together, what, 13 years, or whatever, either way, and married for a million. And All this time, I don't think I've changed when it's come to what I expect. My husband, on the other hand, acts like this is something that he didn't see coming. Why are you so upset? Why are you so angry? Why does this take you out so much? Because to me, it's important. And whatever's important to me should be important to him. And that's what I yelled at, uh, yelled at to him. The other day, and this was a couple weeks ago. That was my last blow up. 
Um, and since then, I've talked to my mom, I've talked to some friends, I've talked to my family, um, all females, right? All females on who I've talked to. And a lot of us, there's this, there's this, this expectation that we have for ourselves, for each other, for our spouses, for our kids. And a lot of it has to do with the way that we grew up. Now, let me tell you, when I had this conversation with my mom, it was rather interesting because I know she was there um, because she was always there. You know, my dad, he played around and he would come home or not come home and he chose when he was available. But my mom had, didn't have that choice. She had to be with us. So she was always with us. She was working. She was taking care of us. And no matter what, no matter how many days my dad had been out of the house, no matter how long he had been gone, no matter how bad he said to her that she wasn't shit, um, you know, no matter how bad he treated her and continues to treat her sometimes, um, because that is, is, is a habit that if you don't break it, you know, it doesn't go away. But anyways, that's another story for another day. He is not, um, he was not, uh, how do I, I don't want to say punished because it's not punished, but there was no change in the way that my mom treated him. My mom has always put this man on a pedestal. We saw the way that he was. We heard him talk talk to her the way that he talked to her. We saw the way he abused alcohol. We saw everything, and this woman continues, continues to this day to put him on a pedestal. On a pedestal. She will still drop whatever she's doing and take care of him. And yes, my dad is old and sick, and she is his wife, so she should be the one uh, taking care of him. But like, I look at my husband and I think, you know what? I love you. Love him. Of course, he's, he's, he's everything, right? Besides God, he's my number two, you know? Uh, or he's my number one other than God. But if he did not give me the respect and did not honor me the way that, that you know, I do to him, then I would not be there if he got sick or if he, you know, if he and I decided to split up or maybe or maybe I would I don't know but I do want to say um to to all of us and the little girl inside you and the little girl inside me little Brenda um you're gonna be fine little Brenda you're gonna be fine and so I had to have a heart to heart with little Brenda and tell her you do not have to do the crap that your mother did you don't have to um, be the quote-unquote perfect mom and wife or superwoman um, because that bitch don't exist, okay? Because we're not perfect, because we're not um, super superwoman. We're all super space women, okay? I've said this to you guys before. Not superwoman, she doesn't exist. That's bullshit. That's... 
a figment of our imagination. She's, uh, you know, a superhero that we've seen growing up um, on TV or in cartoons. She does not exist. We are our own people. So anyways, I want to lay to rest rule 2745.1-2C, whatever. So <laughs> this, is, this is a big one. <clears throat> you are not your mother. You are not going to put yourself to that expectation because expectations lead us to disappointment. Disappointment leads to sadness, anxiety, depression. So forget all of that. Do not put that expectation on yourself. If you grew up with a superhero woman like myself, my mom was unequivocal in that. She took us to school. She picked us up. She made dinner every day. She made sure our homework was done. She took care of my dad no matter what. She had a clean house. She was on top of everything. She was, I don't know how she did it. And I still tell her, I don't know how you did it. Because back then she didn't drive. We were on the bus. And now I get to pick up my kids from school in the car. I get to drop them off. But I have my car. And so I just think about all the time we spent on public transportation and all of that, getting us up and ready. You know, and, and I get stressed out because I have to wake up the kids early. Um, not 5 o'clock in the morning either, but, I, you know, early enough so that they can wake up, have breakfast, get their faces washed, brush their teeth, you know, get their clothes on, you know, get ready for school. I, you know, I make them lunch and, you know, I send them off, make sure that they have everything. Um, you know, there's all that. And I think about my mom and, and she, she had to do all of that. Plus put us on the bus, you know, like we rode, you know, the Metro bus to school. Anyways, I told my husband, I said that, you know, I know that he feels, this is me talking for him. I said, I know this is when I had my breakdown. I know that you're probably thinking, get this. You're probably thinking that why am I so lazy? Why haven't I made dinner? Why isn't anything in the oven or cooked yet? Or why isn't the house clean? You know, I, I had this, this huge like just blow up because in my head, according to me, that's what he was thinking. He looked at me and he said, I never said that or thought that. Now, I am basing my assumptions, because they're assumptions, of what my dad would say to my mom. If my mom hadn't made dinner, oh my goodness, what the hell, what do you mean? You, you had all day to cook. I don't care if you work. You had time to cook. Like, you need to make dinner every day. And it has to be hot when I get here. And my plate better be, you know, ready. You know, like... Those are the expectations. Those are the things that I grew up with. And, you know, when I was talking to my mom, I love her. But she has this, you know, we all, I read it somewhere or I heard it somewhere. I don't remember. 
um, how we all have our own perception of what happened, right? Um, have you guys seen, ever seen like a show or a movie where they have like different perspectives of what happened? Um, well, that's how life is, <laughs> you know? I saw it this way, including talking to my brothers. I asked them, hey, do you remember this and this and that? Do you guys remember, you know, that when this happened and they're just like, no, I remember when this happened and it's the same thing, but it's just from their view. You know, they saw it from this other angle and I saw it from this angle. And so she says to me, what, what do you mean? And I said to her, mommy, you really don't remember dad would come in there guns blazing because that's how dad was dad was oh he's always had a temper he's always been an ass you know and he'd be like hey why is the house dirty why aren't the why isn't dinner ready why is this and i said and i brought that i grew up little brenda still carried that and it's not fair because now i put it on my husband and i tell him this is what i know you're probably expecting and he swears because he said to me, no, that's not, that's you. You put that pressure on yourself. And I started to think, you know what? When we were kids also, it was always, you know, some kind of, my dad always had to prove that he was better than my mom because he was making more money because, you know, he, you know, came and went when he wanted, you know, like he was just, dad's an asshole. Like he was just, you know, and so growing up, he also told me, and even recently, and I mean, recently within the last 10 years, he has said to me, to my face, no matter how successful you will, you will be, no matter how successful you can be, you will never equate to what a man is. A man will always be more, will be more valuable than you. And I don't know if he meant it to, to be an asshole or if he was just you know, stating facts. Because, I mean, as a Latina, I only make, what? What did they say? 72 cents on the dollar that a white man makes? Something like that. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's less than that. I don't remember, but it's some stat. It's, it's not equal. Okay. Not equal at all. And all right, you know, fine, but understand and see, I'm, I'm little Brenda still looking for that validation because all throughout school, I always wanted to be great. I, I was an amazing student when it came down to college. That was a different thing. I could not handle the pressure, but when he and I have talked, he will always say, yeah, that's, yeah, you're good. He won't give me my props the way that I wish he would. There, it's seldom, I, I can't say that he never does. He seldomly does. But I'm always looking for his approval. So that, yeah, I have daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, I have major daddy issues. But, but I want little Brenda to get over it. My brothers, my poor brothers, uh, the one that follows me especially, he's got major daddy issues and he doesn't even realize it. He denies it. He's like, no, there's no way. Yes, he does. But anyways, so we come up with this idea, right? We come up with these ideals in our heads when, because of the way that we were raised, because of the way that we grew up, the things that we saw. 
And so I said to her, I said, mommy, you don't remember? Like, he's always said, like, you didn't mean anything. You didn't matter because you didn't bring any money in. He would always say that you made peanuts. I will never forget that phrase. Your mom makes peanuts. I make the money. I remember that. I so, yeah, I remember that. I remember when he said that. And so in my head, okay, so back when my husband and I first got together, I made twice as much probably than he did or less. Well, it was, it was a significant amount more than he did. And for, you know, the first, and he's, he'll tell you, you know, the first 10 years of our relationship, I carried it, right? I carried it and nobody needs to know that. But I go back and I rewind the tape in my head and I used to say the same things that I think that I accuse him of doing now. So I told him, I said, you know, I know that you, and in this blow up I had, I said, I know you think that I don't value, that I have no value because I don't bring anything because now tables are turned and I'm making (laughs) way less than he is. Um, And so... You know, and he's just like, I never said that. You know, I never have never put that expectation on you. We are a partnership. We work it out. We, you know, we work together. And so, like I said, I rewind the tape of my head and I, and I always think back to when I used to yell in his face and tell him, you ain't shit. And I don't know why he's still with me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't know why he's still with me. Because the other day he said to me, he was like, I love you so much. And I said, yeah, and I don't know why you're still with me. I really don't because I have been a complete asshole. I, I am my father. I am my father. And you know what's funny is that my brothers tell me that all the time. And I'm like, no, whatever. I'm not that bad. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm really bad. And it's because of all these expectations that I have in my head. Um, all these things that I think need to be done a certain way because in my head, I am my father so that I can also protect myself from other men, if that makes any sense, or their ideas, if that makes any sense. Not necessarily like men, but just like the ideals, right? The toxic masculinity that we all face every day. And so, you know, I said all this to him and he was like, no, I never said that to you. I've never expected that from you. If I was to come in here and this place, according to you, was a mess, and it's not really a mess, it's just, you know, there's stuff everywhere. Um, and it's really not that bad. But <laughs> really, I mean, but in my head, it's gotta be different, right? He was like, if you if I came in and dinner wasn't ready, and you know, and the house was what you think is bad shape, I wouldn't say anything to you. I would say, how can I help? It's partially true. Partially, because I know that he would be like, okay, so what's the plan for dinner? What do you want to do? I know that that's what he would say. What do you want to do? But I know he would think it, like just, you know, maybe a split second, right? And he would go back and he'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me not think that because if I think that, she's <laughs> she's going to, you know, chop my head off. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like this is how all men are. And it's because 
the one man who was to show me how a man is, what a man does, um, how to be treated by a man, failed me horribly. Failed me. Failed me horribly. And, you know, I tell him all the time, I'm like, you're a great grandpa. You're a shitty dad. A great grandpa. He's a great granddaddy. He is. He adores my daughter. Um, and if I and I tell him all the time, if if my husband said the things to my daughter, the way that you said that to me, he sits and he, he thinks about it. He does. You know? And then he'll say, Well, that's different. Well, how? <laughs> you know, I don't I don't I don't see how, but whatever. So Anyways, it has been a long, like, few months. And, you know, I've been just holding the sin and holding the sin. And, you know, and so, like I said, I exploded. And, you know, I know that you resent me, you know. And I said that to him. And he was like, I don't. And I was like, well, I resent you. And so we have this, like, knockdown, drag out fight. It's mostly my side. But he also finally... Okay, finally, because usually he's very quiet. He's just like, you know what, just chill out. He spoke to me firmly. He did not yell. He was very firm with me. And he said, I do not hold those expectations to you. You hold them to yourself. And I do. And like I said, you know, I was talking to my mom and I told her, I said, you know, I have all these expectations because... The, the way that I grew up with you and dad. You took care of us. You did everything for us. I never saw any, any means or any reason for me to think like you didn't have it all together. I never knew that you didn't. And I know it now because she tells me now. But I didn't know back then. And so... You know, it's, to me, yeah, you know, like, this is how it's supposed to be. I didn't know that a marriage was a partnership. This is one of the reasons why I did not want to get married because I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where I can't go. And so that came up too. I told my husband, I said, you know, if we weren't together, I would figure it out on my own. And that's what my mom had to do because she was essentially a single parent. You know, like I said, my dad was sprinkled in there. He came on his own terms and nine times out of 10, he was drunk when he did, you know? Um, and so I have those memories, right? I have those memories. And so in my head, it was very macho chauvinistic the way that I grew up thinking I was less than and that I had to provide and do for my for my spouse for my husband because that's just what the mom does that's just what the wife does you know that that's what that's why the wife has no fun that's why the wife is always miserable that's why the wife is always tired because she's always busy that's why mistresses get to have all the fun they're not busy with doing housework and cooking and and that stuff and cleaning please you know and so you know there's that other thing right that we we grow up 
Um, well, I don't know about you, but I did. You know, there's that other thing that I also grew up with, you know, and, and seeing my dad cheating on my mom and knowing about it, that I knew about. Um, and so in my head, I also thought, like, I'm never going to be faithful in a relationship. I was plenty of times, but there were times when I wasn't. And it was all to protect myself. So I've done a lot of things and I've thought a lot of things and said a lot of things to protect myself. Because in my head, there's always someone, there's always my, my spouse or whoever I'm with is out to get me. Isn't that a horrible way to be in a relationship? That's terrible. And I think that's also why I have difficulty opening up with just anybody. My mom didn't have a lot of friends when we were growing up. She had a few friends. My daughter says all the time to me, you have so many friends. I do. I have friends. But I have my, my confidants, my, my most precious family, um, who I call, they're my chosen family, my sisters, who I can call on or tell all my most inner secrets without being judged. Now, granted, maybe my other friends won't judge me, but in the back of my head, I always think, you know, they might use this information against me one day. So I don't divulge it if I don't have to. There's a lot of stuff I will not say because you don't need to know. And then there's also the thought of, you know, my mom also, you know, you don't put your burdens on other people because they're already busy with their own, right? So there's that too. But, you know, um, it's just, it's crazy how your childhood and the way that you're raised affects your um, adulthood. So with that being said, um, expectations suck. Don't put them on yourself. Because if you're like me, you put way more expectations on yourself than anybody else around you. And you are, you know, your your worst critic. And, you know, it's nothing's ever perfect. Nothing's ever right. There's always something off. And even when everything is going right, there's a thought in the back of your head saying, The shoe's about to drop. Something's going to go wrong. I just said that to my husband too. I was just like, you know what? It seems like the last few days everything has been fine. Something's, Something's amiss. And that's a horrible way to live. Unfortunately, a lot of us do. So anyways, I tell you today, this is your permission to release those expectations from yourself from others, especially, well, especially from yourself. And then second, most importantly, from others, because when you don't put expectations on others, they can't disappoint you. And the expectations that you put on yourself only lead to to anxiety and depression. And all those things, thoughts that you hear people telling you, oh, you know, these mantras, Repeat them to yourself. You're, you know, you're amazing. You're great. But if you do not believe that deep down inside, if you can't high five yourself in the mirror every morning, like Mel Robbins says, you got to do some work. 
because you are not approving yourself. Approve you, approve you, approve yourself. You don't need approval from anybody else. The big man upstairs or the universe or, um, you know, whatever you believe in. Or if you don't believe in anything, then believe in yourself, you know. So with that, I will conclude today. So release the expectations and tell the little six or seven-year-old you to release it also because they're carrying it. They're carrying it. It's time to release it. All right. Well, that's it. I think I'm done for today. I hope you have an amazing day. You know, keep pushing forward and I'll see you next time. See you later, guys. Bye. As always, thank you again for being with me today and hearing me vent. I hope that there was something in there for you. And if not, maybe there's something in there for someone else. So go ahead and share it amongst your friends. Um, and yeah, I'll be here next time. I'll see you soon.